503 Report, where America's voice is heard. Thank you for listening online. Be sure to check out our website weekly as we bring Sacramento and the world to you. The 503 Report at www.503report.com, where America's voice is heard. legislators throughout California and the United States, you know, I'm sure they want to say that at the beginning of uh, coming up new year, new administration nationally. At this time of year for a week or so, they all are in love with each other. <laughs> well, we know that that's really going to change coming up after January the 20th. Californians, okay, you voted in the supermajority. You got nobody else really to blame but yourselves, and that's not, I'm not talking about Northern California. I'm talking about the incorporated cities, San Francisco and L.A. You got more taxes. You see all the taxes that were beginning, beginning, the fees going up, AB this, Senate bill that, $10 here, $5 there. You voted them all in. Governor Jerry Brown trying to make a difference, trying to get his green and reusable this and reusable that. Okay, well, California... You voted them all in. That just costs a lot of money, and you're going to be getting the bill for everything. But we here on the 503 Report want to wish everybody, regardless of who you are, who you voted for, affiliation, a very happy and merry Christmas and a prosperous new year. One of my favorite songs, Jose Feliciano. It is Friday. It is our favorite day of the week. You know, and Christmas Eve, Saturday, Christmas on Sunday. Maybe they ought to make that a national holiday. Just have it like that all the time. Huh. Man, that is great. I love that. The weekend, Christmas Eve, and Christmas. Wishing everybody a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, huh. including my best friend over there to my right, my good friend Andrew yeah. Wellborn. Merry Christmas, buddy. Yeah, Merry Christmas. That's a, that's a great thought there, maybe, instead of having it on December 25th. Hmm, maybe uh, the last Sunday. Uh, no, maybe the... Second to last Sunday yeah. of December. That way we can go into New Year's Eve. That's a great thought. Hmm. Yeah. Yes, Merry Christmas, everybody out there in California, up and down this great nation of ours. Lots to talk about. Festival seasons, but unfortunately the show must go on. We came in thinking that we maybe would take a little different approach, but we did that on the morning show. But <laughs> here on the 503, that's what we're going to do. We're going to unfortunately point out these uh, ugly things that are interfering with you, our listener, as you enter into this holiday season. Hello, folks. Andrew Wellborn here on the 503 Report, bringing Sacramento 
in the world to you. And, of course, we podcast on iTunes, where America's voice is heard, Tim. We do, Andrew. Go to Podcast Attic. You can download and subscribe to our show, The 503 Report, where America's voice is heard absolutely for free. Catch us on uh, your Android or at home. Five years' worth of shows uh, repeated on the weekends here as well. SierraDailyNews.com after the show. Uh, lots of different ways uh, to catch us. And, of course, when you go to SierraDailyNews.com, all you have to do is click on the highest rated, and bang, what comes up about five years' worth of 503 <laughs> reports on there. We have a lot of loyal listeners out there, who mm. people who listen to our show. We can't thank them enough. Merry Christmas to all of you who call in and text all the time. 257-8255 is the phone line and the text line. And if you're out of the area, it's one 866 882-1277. You can join the conversation. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Absolutely. Contribute, folks. This is your show. Contribute. This is where America's voice is heard. And yes, you know, we do hear from you out there about as far as you're not wanting to call in, but you listen, you make your points, and that's all good, and we appreciate that. But at the same time, you know, sometimes, uh, I don't know if we make it clear that our phone lines are open, but they're usually open for the most part. And uh, anytime you want to call in and contribute to your show, where America's voice is heard, by all means. You know, Tim, I was kind of amazed as I was going through uh, California's press this week. You know, you talk about document dumps on Friday that the White Uh House does going Uh into big three-day weekends. I mean, this has been a whole week of just information that has hit the California press. Obviously, the people of California probably are not paying attention to some of these stories that are happening out here as a result of this holiday season. I mean, when you look at what's happening down in LAX, those poor folks down there, you know, obviously there's only one thing on the minds of Californians, and that is to get to their destinations. But unfortunately, you know, we're going to expose it on the bottom part of the show. We're going to talk about some of the silly stuff. There's a lot of BU6 union talk uh, conversations we need to have on the bottom part of the show going into Christmas. But at the same time, boy, did we have fun on the morning show this morning, friend. We, we did, uh, and I want to thank you for coming in and helping out today, uh, helping me out, and you know, giving Chris Montgomery and Chris Cole a uh, uh, some well-deserved time off, and it was great to have Fired Up Friday. And, and then the folks that we had call in on our, our sister station who don't normally get to hear us yeah. on 93JDX uh, got to uh, voice their uh, opinions and, and their thoughts and their love for our great community. And that was really kind of the spirit of this morning. We all felt that. We all kind of had that wave over us about how grateful we are for being up here in this wonderful area. Yeah, California has a lot of issues, but you know what, Andrew? Our community, we love each other. We know each other. We rally around each other Mm -hmm. all the time. We are small-town America. may not be in the Midwest, but we are in northeastern California, and we have those same values as what those traditional Midwest uh, people have. We have them right here in our community. We see it all the time. We talk about the Salvation Army bell ringers. Anybody has uh, somebody who needs to have a, mm-hmm. a drive for them or a fundraiser, bang. We're all out there all the time. I love our community. Well, you know, I mean, as, as most people say, I mean, you know, obviously I'm a Texan that lives out here in California, but actually, as most people know, this is not really California up here in these parts. And some of the things we need to start thinking about is maybe taking some sanctuary status as a county and a, a region of the state against Sacramento, similar to some of the silly stuff that we are going to talk about. That's right, folks. Whenever I say silly, that's AKA for stupid, blankety, blank, blank, blank stuff. So silly stuff that's happening that we're going to talk about this. But man, um, one of the best calls, I think, 
that we received this morning was the gentleman that called in and itemized how much $7 million that Jill Stein raised oh, man. could go towards homeless people and unfortunate people, what it could done over the holiday weekend. That was just that was just brilliantly done, I thought. You know, I'll call her up here in Northeastern California but to be able to put that together. Man. Well, talking about the 1 million to 1.5 million people that it could have fed, the 100,000-plus, I can remember that, that mm-hmm. it could have housed. Uh, $7 million for what? What was she hoping to prove? It was just crazy. And that money wasted. Those people donated to that. Shame on you for if you, if you donated to that. Hopefully no federal funds were used in for anything or any tax dollars. And it should have been just the people that were for her. But it was ridiculous. And that caller was right on the button. Absolutely. I mean, you know, these socialist Marxists and these commiecrats out there, they just want to talk about the need to take care of everybody. But, man, you know, donate that $7 million for great causes. You know, as you said, what did it did it? What did it produce? Let me tell you. We all saw that it produced voter fraud does occur on the Democrat side, (laughs) especially in the cities of Detroit, you know, on that Democrat precinct. So, yes, and uh, it was kind of funny. Obviously, you know, the big story with Hollywood getting involved, you know, awesome, awesome, awesome result. Yes, wasn't that? that I I wanted to go through the TV, Andrew, (laughs) when I saw all those people going, you know, vote your conscience. Only need thirty-seven of you. Oh my God! And then Hillary Clinton loses five. And then I mean, she lost five. She lost five. It's so a guess, continual loss for her, my friend. So, so I guess they reached those individuals who voted their conscience and went against. <laughs> oh, we don't Hillary. want to vote for Hillary. Oh, once again, you know, they put her in the record books as far as being the only individual to lose uh, the greatest number of electoral votes since, like, you know, inception. So you guys keep going, Hollywooders, keep going, you know, and. Uh, Great time of the year up here. You know, we see the weather is going to be inconsistent. We, we're constantly talking about, you know, asking the folks up here, you know, take your time. We have a lot of newcomers up here in our community that are not used to driving in these conditions. Yeah, it's a different time, different uh, way to drive up here, man. It is. And so, you know, I want to encourage those folks, you know, guys, uh, as you're, you know, leave a little earlier, get up a little earlier, you know, show up to your shift a little bit earlier in order to make sure that you get there safely and the people around you also arrive safely. We did, and we had that this morning. We were talking about that uh, this morning. We got, you know, the one thing when I come in here and I get to fill in, and uh, I really thoroughly enjoy that, but I get a lot of help from a lot of folks out there. The 93JDX uh, KSUE reaches thousands of people, uh, numerous counties all the way to Nevada and into the Nevada area, and they tell us about the roads. You know, we may get a report, and it's 20 minutes, a half hour old. We had an accident up uh, by Eagle Lake today, and we we had our callers. They're always out there, and they always let us know what's going on. I can't thank them enough for making – you know, this job right here, much easier. You know, Christmas is here, as we know. Yes, we're going into the Christmas weekend, uh, obviously, um, that time of the year. And uh, we were talking about how my Dallas Cowboys and Cowboy Nation around this world got a great Christmas gift uh, last night by the Philadelphia Eagles. I could not believe that I was actually rooting for the Eagles, kind of, for the first time ever in my life. And as a result, Tim, I broke out the old school. Yeah, you did. That goes back a couple of decades there, pal. Yeah, I, I mean, got those, some, those hats uh-huh. you have, those go back a ways. I got the old school here in the studio, folks. I'm wearing a jacket that most of you probably have never seen. And if, <laughs> if you've ever seen it as a Cowboy fan, you'd be like, wow, you know, where did you get that? Well, there's a long story as far as where I got this jacket. And it's definitely dated. You could see it if we were streaming live on the video, but maybe we'll take some shots and post it on our Facebook page at some point in time. But, yeah, you know, I'm very happy 
I'm reluctant right now. I'm kind of wanting to believe in my Cowboys. But Jerry Jones, let me tell you something, buddy. Uh, going into uh, you know Monday night and the rest of this season, you better start opening up that roof so God can watch his team. Uh, absolutely. And maybe open up the book a little <laughs> bit, too. You got the perfect opportunity, Andrew, right now to see what Dak Prescott can do with throwing the ball. Give Ezekiel a little bit of a right. Keep him in there because they have to – you know, uh, man up for him. They have to watch him. But, man, gives it Zach, the, the Dak Prescott, the, the opportunity. I think it's a great chance for them right now. I don't know. You know I, mean, I can't you, believe I'm rooting for them. Yeah, well, my Niners are yeah. just in the toilet. Yeah, I'm, I'm an old-school Cowboy fan, guys. I don't hate the Niners. I'm not part of this new generation. I hate the East. Uh, I hate in this order Philadelphia, Washington, New York Giants. <laughs> and I don't care what city that those sorry Cardinals decide to relocate and what conference, they will always be a menace in our east absolutely andrew <laughs> all right you know it's a great opportunity for us to remember the good times folks and uh as we go into the holiday season it's very important that we remember why we are here and you know we do these days in history to kind of remind uh, us of the individuals who sacrificed over the centuries for us to be here. absolutely tell all us. right folks time for that stuff you should know you don't know maybe you don't want to know but you're going to know that right now we're going all the way back to 962 the byzantine army stormed the city of aleppo hmm whoa I aleppo yeah to recover the tonic of john the baptist hmm 1776, the Continental Congress negotiates a war loan for a whopping 181500 from France. And of course, 1776, the voice of the American Revolution writes, these are the times that tries men's souls. Do we know who he was? Thomas Paine. The 503 Report bringing Sacramento and the world to you. Heard every Friday after the news on 1240 KSUA. Your phone calls and texts, pretty simple, 257-8255. As a text line or the phone line and out of the area, very simple as well. It's 1-866-882-1277. Celebrating Christmas in the opening segment of the show coming up. I'll tell you all you need to know about what's going on in politics and uh, what's happening in our great country as well as we celebrate Christmas here on the 503 Report, bringing Sacramento and the world to you. Live from the high desert in the Sierra Nevada mountains, it's the 503 Report, Northeastern California's original political talk show, bringing Sacramento and the world to you. And here's your host, Tim Reinertz. Thank you very much, Stan. Merry Christmas to you and your family. It's Friday, our favorite day of the week. The 503 Report, bringing Sacramento and the world to you. Oh uh, Yes, Merry Christmas. Breaking off some of the old school Dallas gear up here in the studio here today. Yes, very satisfied with uh, Philadelphia Eagles delivering Cowboy Nation around the world. Uh, that great victory, yes, and lots of stupid stuff happening, folks. Yes, we know this is our Christmas show, but unfortunately, as we are not paying attention, you know, those lefty... Marxy-crats, Democrats, and all those other crats down there are trying to pull things over on us. And yes, folks, I'm very happy to say that I did participate in California's gun run. I'm very proud to say that I purchased the last AR-15 that our good friend Jeff Cagle had in his store at Honey Lake 
Firearms. Hello, folks. Andrew Wellborn here on the 503 Report, bringing Sacramento and the world to you. Of course, we podcast on iTunes, where America's Voice is heard. Uh, we do, and America's Voice is heard on our text line at 257-8255 as well. And Texter writes in, since the state of Jefferson failed, why don't we ask Nevada really, really nicely <laughs> if they won't adopt us? <laughs> They're our normal next-door neighbors. They still have plastic bags and everything. <laughs> we were talking about that this morning on we the uh, morning show, my friend. You know, that could be something that we look at up here. And uh, may it be a little more difficult to form a state or to break off from uh, Southern California. But maybe annexation could be the question. But at the same time, you know, we could, I mean, I, I know after looking at the results of Nevada back in November, um, they could use a few more conservative Republican voters annexed into, you know, that might be something to talk about. You that's know? a good, that really is a great question. I mean, that might be a buzz question that may, that may be buzzing at the beginning of the year as far as, as, as that solution. I mean, think about that real quick. Uh, you know, the freedoms, the firearm freedoms. Uh, you know, I don't have to live as a law-abiding felon out here in California with some of the weapons that we choose to own that eventually they want to try to take from us. And yes, I'm holding right here, like I said, my good friend Jeff Cagle down at Hunter Lake Firearms. I've got my stuff, stuff in, uh, stocking stuffers here. Yes, I have got these 20-round clips uh, for the <laughs> AR-15s that I'm going to kind of give out. And it'd be interesting to see, come January 1st, how many people up and down California actually turn these these illegal, you know, clips, magazine cartridges, uh, capabilities in. So, anyways, yes, man, I, I'm stuck on the on the Nevada. That's really kind of got me. Uh, well, thinking. it's you know because Nevada has has been more conservative the last few election cycles. Andrew, they have kind of leaned a little bit more uh, toward the left. How you know they do have a Republican yeah. governor who's kind of a rising star on the Republican Party a little bit, and Sandoval. But they really went blue, uh, this last one. And we, of course, know up here in northeastern California, it would be great for us to maybe get our voices heard a little bit more in a, uh, a capital setting. And if we were to, at some point in time, blend in with them, it would be a lot more conservative voters may tip the scales in uh, the, the right's favor. Uh, you know what? The phone lines will be open throughout this sure. show if anybody wants to contribute on some of the ideas and some of the things that I'm getting ready to present to you might just be some of the things that might push us over the edge as far as thinking about some alternatives up here in Northeastern California, Sanctuary County. Of course, I wish I could take that idea because I did read that, as I said a couple weeks ago, in our letter to the editor with our local paper, and I thought it was a fascinating idea to become a sanctuary county against the legislature when it came to our gun rights out here or up here, should we say. Could, Andrew, could, could that at, <laughs> you know, at some point happen? Could we say no to the state like the states or the cities are saying no to the federal government and snubbing them? Is that something that could happen? Uh, but you would have to have somebody with a lot of you-know-what and a lot of back and a backbone and whatever because you know that the, the communities in the area up here in northeastern California would be behind that. You know, it, it comes down to what one of the callers from last week was talking about with the school district. It comes down to the state funding, and it comes down to whether that would affect us as we know the majority of our county budget up here is state-mandated funding. So, you know, it's funded by the state, should we say. Discretionary revenue is 
not available within our county coffers. So it really would come down to uh, whether or not um, that would affect Unlike that. San Francisco, which has a, another base of money yeah, that they can get. Yeah, yeah sure. I mean, you're taxed from everything, you know, for the most part. But those are the questions as far as, you know, people up here in Northern California might want to start asking is, is that whether or not we could take that approach for sanctuary county status or maybe annexation into nevada or even the northern california movement i don't i still don't think is completely dead up here in this region well there's possibilities a lot of them and uh, the great question you know we like i said we talked about it this morning on the morning show and you could do uh, as well how willing would nevadans uh, be to uh, take in part of Northern California as part of them. They might have a growing swelling of the left that might not want that. They know how we vote up here, how we think up here. But they might have a difficult time, too. Well, our voting population up here could offset some of the infiltration invasion of Californians into Nevada. So, I mean, that's the, that's the, that's the problem sometimes. I mean, when you, when you welcome yourself as a state to remove businesses from California— you're taking in their ideologies also. And we see that, obviously, in Nevada. We see that possibly in Arizona that's happening now that Uber is moving into um, Arizona along with Google. And, of course, Tesla has already relocated out of California. And, you know, one of the biggest things I saw in the state of Texas, and you can see it within its voting, that it's getting a little bit tighter. You know, I just remember, man, a couple of seasons back, last time the 49ers were in Texas, I couldn't believe how many red jerseys were in Texas Stadium or ATT State Cowboy, whatever they want yeah. to call it these days. And that's just the, that's the consequences of, of building your economy whenever you attract an industry from another state with no ideologies. Perfect example of that, folks, is just, I'm a good Lord, I've never heard so many Floridians sound like they're from New York or the Bronx oh, or Jersey. Yep. And so now you see, you know, such that's why you know florida right now is, is always in play and it's just the influx of northern once upon a time we used to call them yankee infiltration or should we say interloping a carpet bagging <laughs> down yeah. in the state of florida <laughs> absolutely you're absolutely correct on that and it has been in play and of course we saw what uh, the play that it was out there but an interesting thought the question we'll, we'll ponder we'll see if it has any credence if anybody else uh, maybe in the big city markets, any uh, newspapers or televisions, even think about talking about, you know, Northern California into uh, Nevada. What the hell? We can't, we can't let that happen. All right. Well, we see during last year, ending July 1st, there was a net migration that added 70,000 migrants into uh, the state of California. So immigration has spiked and has added to the 2.5 million current um, non-legal immigrants in the state of California. And as we see, Tim, I mean, it's just becoming more and more a burden on to the people of California, whether they realize it or not, when it comes to the necessary or necessity, should we say, of increasing taxes, at least in their viewpoint, the necessity to be able to take from the successful producing individuals and distribute it to the individuals uh, who might not be producing as much. Well, Andrew, if, if, if the 70,000 came in, you had at least that many leave that were paying, most likely probably 90% were paying uh, their uh, share of the taxes and they couldn't handle it anymore. How many of those 70,000 and that number 
number right there are going to be coming in any uh, contributing anything uh, to the economy of California. We continue to see people leaving here. We continue to see now with the stupid majority down in Sacramento that they are increasing uh, taxes all the time and putting more and more burden on those folks in L.A. and San Francisco counties that continue to vote them in. Well, as California continues, it's, uh, well, it's city-by-city sanctuary. Eventually, it's going to be a sanctuary state status. I I suspect that those numbers are going to continue to grow. And as a result, the strain will obviously be on the services and the need for more revenue to provide for individuals it is going to be what is champion. Now we see the state of California giving what's 100 percent. You know, there are 55 electors. They showed up and they voted for Hillary. Now, what got me a little bit was is that there was no mention of maybe Republican appointees. In other words, I don't know if anybody was appointed as an electoral college member in the state of California as a Republican. And if they were, clearly it shows that if there were Republican electoral vote casters, they clearly followed the obligation of the law, their duty, and went with Hillary Clinton as went the state. But what I found kind of interesting, folks, this one kind of stuck out to me. So the Democrats showed up. And they had a prayer being presented. Can you believe that? No, you you said the four letter word. They 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 had oh, a prayer. Yeah, it was by a Buddhist priest. Oh, <laughs> it, that is so huge here in California. A Buddhist priest. Are you kidding me? Bless the voting. So we can't say under God anymore. Under Buddha is 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 good to go, <laughs> or whatever the the I, whatever however they. They pray. Are I'm, you kidding me, Andrew? Yeah, don't. I didn't see that story. Well, oh, good God. Guess who saw it? Yeah, I know you did. Well, you see everything. You see the, that blade of grass grew. You see everything, Kyle. You know, Kamala Harris now says that she's on committees to counter President Trump. I'm just going to call him President Trump. Forget all this elect stuff. You uh, know, Obama's in Hawaii. Yeah, he's out. He's, he's out. out. Oh, man. Yeah. You know what the best part about this Christmas is that it is the last Christmas with yes. President Obama. Boy, I tell you what, hopefully, maybe, I mean, the damage he's trying to do going out is unprecedented. And uh, anyways, we'll get on to that a little bit later. But yeah, it seems like Kamala Harris has taken the position that she is there, along with, I don't know if you saw, Xavier Barra now is being champion in California. He is now the one who's going to be the champion against President Donald Trump. Yeah, he just got in, just got appointed by the governor to fill Kamala's uh, seat, and he's moving right in there. And, you know, he's... Son of, uh, I think, uh, immigrants. Son and, of immigrants. And so, you know, to Trump the bully, that's that's the big uh, mantra going out there. Oh, yeah, he's going to be the champion. Oh, I can hardly wait to see what's going to happen to my great state. Oh, I just, I shudder to think. <laughs> I feel sorry for the state of California oh. for the most part. And like I said, you know, everybody knows that I am a Texan, and I've done very well out here for the people of California, thanks to the people of California. But at the same time, I, all I can do is try to uh, – Bring a little sanity into this insanity. But, you know, as we continue down, I mean, we're looking at California now barring. Ready for this? They're barring. Yeah, but, folks, I'm not even to the worst part yet. I mean, <laughs> oh, no. wait, wait, wait till you hear the big one, you know, that we'll do on the last segment of the show. But California now is barring state employees from going to other states because of the bathroom issue. So now California now has banned state employees and state organizations from doing training or participating on state business in the states such as Mississippi, North Carolina, Tennessee, these states that have uh, have said no to the transgender bathroom issue and basically have said the bathroom you use is the bathroom that you were born 
with what your sex was, not what you identify with. And most interesting about this now, as a football fan, now I don't expect this to last long right now because it's just too much SEC football in those regions. But now it looks like the Pac-12. Now, the California universities, looking like they're going to ban the Pac-12 California universities from participating in football games in those SEC, ACC states. Seriously? It is Friday. Merry Christmas, everybody. Right before Christmas. The 503 Report, bringing Sacramento and the world to you. The views and opinions expressed on the 503 Report do not necessarily represent those of staff or management of KSUV or Sierra Broadcasting Company and are brought to you solely by Andrew Wellborn and the 503 Network. All right, folks, Merry Christmas, but it's time for that stuff you should know, don't know. Maybe you don't want to know, but you got to know that right now. This is what keeps us free. The year is 1799. Benedict Arnold is court-martialed for his improper conduct. Let's just call it what it is, being a traitor. 1783, General George Washington resigns his commission as Commander-in-Chief of the Army to the United States Congress. 1913, President Woodrow Wilson signs the Federal Reserve Act into law. Lots of uh, controversial issues with that part in history. Of course, 1921, Carlo Gambino. How about that? He enters into the United States as a what? Illegal immigrant. And, of course, 1973, six Persian Gulf nations, should we say, they decide to double their price for oil. We remember what oh that boy. created back in 1973. Hello, folks. Andrew Wellborn here on the 503 Report, bringing Sacramento and the world to you. Of course, from podcast on iTunes, where America's voice is heard. And I'm proudly holding my 20-round magazine for my AR-15 that I just purchased from Jeff Cagle down at Honey Lane firearms in order to participate do my part not that i needed another ar-15 but it was just a matter of principle it is friday it's our favorite day of the week subscribe to our show podcast attic listen to us on itunes on your computer on your android or iphone as well it is that simple and uh, we do uh, believe in our gun rights up here in uh, northeastern california and california of course the stupid majority and the people are voting the way they do and and just hamstring, putting our arms behind our back on laws like that. Well, I mean, shame on the Republicans. Shame on the conservative voters of California who don't show up. Yes. For individuals who think that their vote doesn't matter. I mean, all we need is two million of you, two million more of you to show up at election time. I mean, you're registered. You're just not showing up to vote. So as a result, here we are. So if you're a Republican voter out there up and down California, I'm talking to you for a little bit. If you're not out there voting, then shame on you. And guess what? I don't want to hear you complain. But we just got a good text from our good friend, Mr. Paul Staddy, who, who just stated that the national media right now is championing Kamala Harris now as the future Democrat Party and the next presidential candidate. What? Hmm. She just got, just got elected. Oh, good golly. Hmm. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously they don't know her past. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> obviously they're not focused on how she became, you know, one, you know, a strong woman. And the advancement of her career. Obviously, 
they don't realize that. I mean, we know the Democrats don't care, but, you know, that that's uh, not exactly the best story on an individual level as far as a candidate to put at the national level. Well, level. there are there more out there, much more qualified. Please. I'm hearing you. Okay. Before we get to the little union talk, let's talk about the big one, folks. And so, yeah. I'm, it wasn't the bathroom one, nah, the Mississippi, you know, North wanna, Carolina, Tennessee? You know, I hate being a downer here on Christmas Day, Christmas morning. All you folks listening to us on Sunday morning. But, you know, I, it's just what it is. We see the California Supreme Court, did you see that they're, they just blocked the implementation of Proposition 66? Proposition 66 was to expedite, expedite the death penalty of California's 750 inmates that are on death row. They just said, no, we're not going to implement this because one little lawsuit was filed and we're put a stay on implementation. Now, now, guys, we've talked about this great conspiracy that I bring up from time to time with the death penalty out here in California. Here it is Christmas Day. You know, we're talking about death penalty. But this yeah, is what they've fun. done. They're doing this this week when you're not paying attention because— you're busy with your families, having a good time, opening up presents and, and enjoying the time, you know, cooking a prime rib like you're going to be doing yep. over the weekend. You know, this is such an egregious action by the California Supreme Court to just once again overrule the will of the people because it doesn't fit their political agenda. We've always talked about how the Supreme Court of California gets to pick and choose. They get to pick and choose whether or not they want to hear a death penalty case. And as a result, those cases never end up before the California Supreme Court, much less get to the United States Supreme Court, because they realize at the California level, it doesn't matter. Every time a case has gone before the Supreme Court of the state of California, it has never been overturned as a result of question of innocence or guilt. And so as a result, they get to basically pick and choose, and these people stay on death row forever, and as a result, there is a conspiracy as far as to abolish the death penalty out in California as a result of it not being used. Now, this is what Proposition 66 did, guys. All it did was expanded the pool of death row case lawyers in order to get the condemned their legal representation sooner. Plus, the timelines for appeals, you know, would be a little tighter. I mean, good goodness. I mean, we're, we're spending 10 15 million, maybe even more in the, in the in, in, proposed in the California legislature to provide legal representation for the non-legal residents, or should we say individuals, within the state of California. And we want to bog this up as a California Supreme. I, I have to tell you, when we start getting into the Supreme Court of California re-elections, you're going to hear us begin to advocate. There's, there's none of them. There is absolutely none of them that need to, to stay on that court. There is absolutely no one on the California Supreme Court, in my opinion, that needs to be allowed an additional term. So as a result of their, their conspiracy, or should we say their agenda, they have once again overturned the will of the people of California. And, and there it is, the oxymoron, what is going on in our great state, Andrew. Uh, we you know, we voted to speed it up and to keep it. The people once again did that. Despite this state not wanting to use it, the people and Democrats are in those numbers as well, voted to speed that up and to keep it and to use it. And here we go with the courts again. And you're right. Why didn't they do this uh, uh, two days after the elections? Not on the December 22nd, December 23rd, going into the long weekend, people are going to come back next year and go, "What? Wait a minute! What? Didn't we? Didn't we, Martha, just vote for that to keep hmm. it going?" 
And there they are. Oh, infuriating. You know, Tim, you and a lot of real close friends of mine, you know, they, they know my wife and I can relocate out of this state easily mm-hmm. without a problem. No issues whatsoever. Yep. But the people of California and the people up here in Lassen County have been so good to me for, for a lot of years of my life. You know, there's a sense of loyalty. That's, as a Texan, my loyalty comes out a little bit. And I just am going to continue to champion on behalf of the silliness out here. And eventually, hopefully, I'm going to get a couple horses that we lead to water to actually maybe take a drink. <laughs> Boy, that would sure be nice because we need that on the, the Supreme Court of, of California, Andrew. All right, folks. Now we're going to do a little union talk for all our BU Sixers and all our teachers out there. Some big news coming out of Pers. And, uh, you know, let's just start with the fact that CalPERS now is uh, moving to slash their investment forecast from yeah. 7.5% to 7%. Yeah, now, that's huge, guys. Oh, my goodness, it is. That's huge because that 0.5% is going to be is going to be levied upon the, the municipals, the counties, and the state governments, and the employees to make that up. So what that means is, is that their forecast projections are not going to be there in order to sustain the amount of contribution that the hiring agencies and the employees of the hiring agencies are putting into the fund. It's going to have to come somewhere. Hmm. And we've already seen that you know the, the statewide yeah. unfunded liability for for government employee pensions out here in California is over a half a billion dollars, and it's rising. And now we know that, you know, supposedly, well, I'm sure the, the commiecrats down there are going to try to prevent this, but now there's a standard practice now that is, is supposed to be on, on the legislature mandating they show these unfunded liabilities in their budget when it comes to passing a budget. I mean, you know, we, we know they'll be slick about it. They'll try everything to cover it up. But that is a big deal and a big issue for government employees out here in California. Could, could they, Andrew, also use that as a reason to raise taxes or fees to help pay for that? Could they, you know, they, they do want to hide it. They don't want to show that. Of course, they don't want to see that huge number out there. But that's just another reason for something they can proposition 78 you know, for the unfunded liability. It's for the kids. <laughs> yeah, seven, Proposition 7.5, 7. 7. Oh, yeah. You know, um, it, it, without a doubt, that's something. I mean, it, I mean, right now I'd have to say that it would be, I think it would be economically suicidal yes. for the individuals to do that. Uh, however, stranger things happen in politics, as we know. And we just see in Flint, Michigan, where now their state attorney general is trying to bring criminal charges on the individuals because of bond money that was misused. Well, come on, man. I mean, that happens in California all the <laughs> Time. Every day. As far as bond money not going where it's supposed to go, we pass these bonds and debt ourselves on Wall Street, and we don't utilize the money. We increase the taxes, but we don't utilize the money. So uh, 7.5% down to 7%, well, I don't know. I mean, because as I continue... As I continue on, I don't know if that would be a good messaging for the state employees to get behind to increase a tax for the purpose of saving their pensions. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't uh, advocate increasing the tax, but, you know, well, they can always say, well, you know, the California, you know, could they use this? The California bargaining units and the people just got a little bit of a raise. So what is uh, 0.5% uh, to them? Absolutely. We do have a call on the line. Thanks for contributing here on the 503. What's on your mind today? Well, good afternoon. Merry hey. Christmas. Merry Happy New Year. Thank you very much. <laughs> I have three comments. Go ahead. You ready? Yes, ma'am. BLM's taking over Nevada, if you notice that. 
And I want you to go down and kick the governor out of the state of California. <laughs> I would love to do that, Violet. Well, I wish somebody could. Uh, yeah, no, well, the voters, we try. We do. Oh, we try our best. I think our voters don't understand. I don't think they do, Violet. I, I really don't. Well, Merry Christmas and to you. Anyway, and I just wanted to say Happy New Year. Thank you. Violet, thank you so very much. We thank her for uh, you know contributing to our show for uh, years, and she has. You know, I mean, absolutely, and I appreciate every time she calls in. She is definitely, you know, she is part of the 503. Kicking out the governor. I like that. Can you go down and kick him out of the office? We'd yeah. love to do that. I couldn't think of a better caller. I love it when she calls yeah. in. You know, because she brings up points that makes should make us think. Makes you a lot of sense. I mean? Absolutely. You know, when we're talking about the CalPERS doing a little union talk here on Christmas Day and Christmas Eve and uh, the eve of Christmas Eve, you know, when we talk about CalPERS reducing its down to 7.527% on its projected revenue, we see that they maintain their ban on tobacco. And, you know, that doesn't make sense to me because I own a lot of, well, I don't own a lot. We, we, we own a little bit of uh, tobacco companies. They pay pretty good dividends. And right now, some of the, let's just face it, some of the tobacco companies are positioning themselves, you know, for the potential possible legalization of marijuana within the United States. And if that ever happens, then, you know, the, the big tobacco companies will take that industry over. That's all there is to it. So once again, CalPERS is making decisions that in the name of political correctness that is probably part of them reducing their 7.5% down to 7%. Plus, there's another reason, believe it or not, guys. Okay. So this projected tax revenue, there's so much money oh. that's going everywhere where it's not supposed to go. They're targeting that money, too, from the state of California. You're kidding. No. Huh. Business 101. Oh, but 101, Andrew. Business 101 when it comes to targeting revenue within the state coffers. Now, this one is just going to add to it. Doing a little union talk to our California teachers. We see that CalSTRS now is going to build a second tower of offices on the Sacramento River at about $181 million is what it is. Now, CalSTRS is completely underfunded. Okay, They control about only $193 billion in assets versus CalPERS's $300 billion plus. And they are only 69% funded. There's a federal mandate for the pension funds to be funded at 80% in order to be legal. So now Calsters wants to build another building in a prime location. It's going to look good overlooking the Sacramento <laughs> River, you know, right there across from the Delta King and uh, all those great places I love to hang out down in Old Town, Sacramento. But really, folks, I mean, you want to spend money when at the same time you don't have the money to cover your liabilities. You can't do that. It makes no sense whatsoever. It should be illegal. It should be thrown away. Well, you know, like I said, doing a little union talk here on Christmas Day. And, of course, you know, it's been a great Christmas and it's been a great year. And once again, I want to thank all the listeners who have kept us on the air for one more year. And we're looking forward to going to 2017. Everything is all good with us. It's going to be a lot of fun, buddy. And, of course, yeah. Thank you, Mr. Jeff Cagle, for the honor of purchasing your last AR-15. All right, Andrew. What do you got for me, buddy? (laughs) All right. Now it's time for my favorite book. This one comes from Isaiah 9, 6. And finally, we get to some Christmas. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and he shall be called Emmanuel. God bless you, America.
The 503 Report bringing Sacramento and the world to you. Now, of course, calling upon Governor Jerry Brown to abolish that nasty organization known as the Office of Inspector General so that we can thank all the men and women who go to work every day, working the toughest beat in the state, forming a duty so that you, our listener, up and down the great state of California and across this nation can be saved. Heard every Friday after the news on 1240 KSUA and streaming at SierraDailyNews.com about a half an hour after the show as well. Download Podcast Addicts, subscribe to our show absolutely for free, catch it on iTunes, your Android, or your computer as well. You can hear us Saturdays at 7 before the news and swap shop, and Sundays at 7.30 before pre-programmed shows. We want to wish all of our listeners out there and everybody up and down this great state and nation a very Merry Christmas and a prosperous and happy New Year. We'll have our New Year's show coming up for you next week. Folks, we can't thank you enough for everything that you do for us Californians. We love you all and across this great nation. Folks, have a great Christmas. Be with your families. Have a great and very Merry Christmas. Remember, we are all born free. Hello, America. Let me thank you for your time.